And welcome back to the Tuned In Podcast. Andrew and Braden here. How are you doing? Oh, I am doing so good. It's game day for the Cougs. And the Jazz. That's back true. to back. And the Jazz. Good had, day to be had an amazing game last night. We'll talk about that. But how are you, how are you feeling about the Jazz so far? Oh, uh, mixed feelings. Mixed feelings. I'm excited to get into it today. I think uh, it's a lot to be excited about, a lot to be worried about, probably. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I don't, I don't know about you, but this week was... A great week to be alive. We got NBA basketball back. Um, how can you can you really ask for much more than that? It was really awesome to see. Um, I don't know if you saw Dame's first game as a Buck. Yeah, he looked pretty great. sweet. Uh, Donovan Mitchell had a game winner yes. as well in their first game. I don't mean to talk about every game, but Wimby Wimby is oh my goodness, he is something else. We're anyway. yeah, with us to be able to watch him, he's he's an animal for sure. So. Well, awesome. Well, go ahead and if you haven't watched our past episodes, go ahead and watch our last ones. This is episode five. Um, last last episode, we put our predictions for the Jazz for this season. So go watch that. Um, give us five stars on Apple and Spotify. Share with your friends and we'll keep posting every Saturday. And so we're excited for this season. Um, and so let's let's go ahead and kind of break down. Yeah, I think. And uh, I'll just add thank you for all your support. We appreciate all of you that have listened and, yes. and helped us we we're grateful for it but uh but yeah this week's games we both started zero and two on our predictions so i'm okay with that yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know oh and two for a good reason we just flip flopped which game we thought we were gonna win so yeah but, we, uh, we both picked the kings yeah. as a win and the clippers as a loss and yeah we're over two but that's okay yeah not great but well Let's start with the Kings. What do you have any thoughts from that game? What what stuck out to you from? Uh... Let's let's first talk about the starting lineup. Okay, uh, yeah, sure. So we were all, we were wondering the whole preseason who was going to start at point guard and really shooting guard as well. Um, but um, THT and Jordan Clarkson ends up being the starters. How are you feeling about that? Um, I don't know. As a Jazz fan, I really. I I just think Clarkson's a sixth man, not like talent wise. I just think his his like the role he plays is best coming off the bench. But do you see him pass though? I feel yeah. like he was doing pretty good. I he was honestly feel like I wouldn't mind Clarkson starting and uh, Sexton coming off the bench. Yeah, as like that energy guy where he can mix things up and everything like that, get yeah. into that basket. But I didn't mind it. I. Of course, I don't know. I think I would start uh, Keontae George here after he gets yeah. some more experience, but I think this is perfect for us right now. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting uh, going into Keontae George. Like, I don't really understand. So he, it seems like he's kind of being put in a spot where he's got to earn his minutes, which I respect. But, like, I don't understand why we're not seeing our number nine pick at all. Like, Taylor Hendricks, mm-hmm. he played, like, I think it was like two minutes total at the end of the game after we were already out of it. So it just seems weird to me, but, but I'm anyways, that's kind of a side note, but I'm, yeah, I'm really liking what I've seen from camp. Yeah. That first Kings game was kind of interesting. Horton Tucker only played 21 minutes as a starter as well as Sexton had like 19, Keontae George at 18, Kristen of 15. So they're kind of, even though Horton Tucker's like the starter, he's still not playing like starter minutes, I'd say. He's kind of playing 20 minutes a game right now, which is just all right. Well, and weirdly enough, for that game, 
Markin and Collins and Clarkson were the only ones that had over 30 minutes. So, and I don't mind that. I don't yeah, mind that. But but that is a little odd just that we have – I guess those guys have definitely earned those minutes, so I could respect that. But you, you it's interesting to see Will Hardy spread the minutes like that. I kind of like it. Kind of yeah. at the same time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. If I'm looking at some of like the stats from that game, of course we we lost, right? I think one of the big points from the Kings' loss was we only made nine three pointers the whole game, um, which is not very good. I don't know how many the Kings had, but um, it's just not enough, right? We need to. I think they had like double the amount of three pointers we had, so we need. Needed to step that up, and we did in the Clippers game. We'll get into that. Um, anything else you want to add from like the Kings' loss? Well, I will say I think that we need to remember as Jazz fans that I think the Kings are a very good team. Like, right? We, we last kind of, year might not have been a fluke. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm getting from this game. Very good team. Harrison Barnes. I, he's not going to have that night every night that he had against us, but defensively we struggle. maybe you would if we if we keep leaving them open that's true yeah <laughs> they we were traveling on that yeah out. but uh, i also thought um another note i made was uh tht and sexton seem to be getting us into some trouble offensively i really hate that whole like dribble in the middle of the paint and then have to make a crazy pass or a crazy shot <laughs> it seemed like especially in the second half they were just doing that so much and uh it seemed like we didn't see that as much against the Clippers, which we'll get into. But yeah, I'll I'll kind of share. Con Sexton didn't have a great game. Oh, for two for nine field goal, zero assists, three turnovers. It's not a great game for Con Sexton. He had a better game against the Clippers, and I also did find they had nineteen threes to our nine. So that's mm. I think that is why we lost. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, well, great. Let's go ahead and get into the Clippers game last night. How exciting was that? Being able to see a lot of clutch shots at the end. Jazz basketball is back. Markinen had a had a game as well, right? Oh man. Thirty five points for the game. for the finish. Admiral. Is that what we're gonna oh, call yeah. him? Oh yeah. I just wrote my notes. Lori Markinen is awake and I hope we, he just keeps rolling. Amen. That was I thought we did a really good job a better job against the Clippers of getting him the ball and like running him specific sets. Um, compared to the Kings game, he just capitalized. It was amazing. Yeah, it's hard to stop him. He has this uh, move where he just dives into the paint mm-hmm. and finishes through contact, even if it's straight up, right? Yeah. Um, pretty unstoppable in the paint when he does that. And then he's also knocked down three-pointers. So they, whenever they sagged a little bit, I I was excited because I thought that was going to go in. He made a lot of three-pointers as well. Oh, yeah. I wonder if that's like, you know, just speculating. I wonder if that. We didn't see that a lot last year. I feel like the the bowling ball down low from him. I wonder mm-hmm. uh military got some dog in him. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. He was five for thirteen from three point lands, thirty eight percent. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, um, there was that play at the end of the game, he just like totally bodied Kawhi in the paint. Right. Just he and, had like three rebounds in a row to yeah, get yeah, that clutch put bucket. Back. Yeah. yeah. That was so nice. Yeah. Yeah, he looked very good. Did you see the uh to start the game, Kessler hitting that three? My goodness, I wasn't expecting that at all. No, he, I know he hit one um, in preseason, but I was not expecting him yeah. to shoot it. He, that's the, I think he only shot two the whole game. But yeah, in college, that was a big part of his game. I remember watching some things before. Interesting, but uh, I guess the roles are different in the NBA. Well, 
Well, let's let's talk about the guards in this game as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I will say I really liked Colin Sexton, mm-hmm. um, especially like towards like the third quarter, second half with the bench um, lineup. Colin Sexton was that energy guy. He yeah. I don't know if you saw, but he forced Paul George to an eight second violation. Yeah, that was so nice. uh, didn't cross half court in time. That rarely happens on defense. Yeah. And so he came in with a lot of energy. He's driving hard to the basket, getting us some buckets, some free throws. Um and so I really liked his game off the bench. I I think that could be a really good spot for him. Oh man, his emotions too. After that eight second violation, he just like was just going wild and you gotta love the effect that has on not only your team but the the people in the stadium like and at home and at home dude i'm like yeah screaming at my tv we're like, getting excited oh. with him right it was so hype yeah i was i was another guard i was really impressed by keontae george i know he only had eight points but he did only turn the ball over once which for you know for a rookie that's down from what he's been doing and yeah. uh, again just his confidence we've talked about that before but he uh I'm yeah, I'm with you. I'm up I think he's I think he's starting to earn a few more minutes. Yeah, um absolutely. he only played twelve this game, but he was impactful. He had two three pointers, um, made his shots, couple of um couple assists as well. So yeah. he played a good game. Plus I was positive. I was also really impressed with Chris Dunn. Mm, he yeah. did foul uh few times at the end of the game to give him some free throws, but I I, I kinda felt like they were clean. So He'll he'll fix that, right? He'll be able to get past those fouls. But he, he had a couple clutch buckets at the end of the game, his only points. Um, and he also played pretty good defense throughout the game on Paul George. But Paul George is going to get his points no matter what. Yeah, but. Paul George. Yeah, I really – one thing I've been really impressed with even against the Kings is just the versatility of our lineups. Like, like I don't even think – the Kessler wasn't even in the game at the end of the game yesterday. And, and like, it's just cool to see how Will Hardy's totally willing to, like, he'll go four guards and Markinen, or he'll go, or, you know, he'll start the game with Kessler, Collins, and Markinen, and Ochai, like, or not the game, but, like, you know, he'll do big lineup, small lineup, you know, mm-hmm. one big with four guards. Like, like, I love the team that's built where we can do that. Cause, like, there's very few teams in the NBA that have the players to be able to play like that. I agree. I also love the versatility that Kelly Olynyk brings to the lineup. Ooh, yeah. He hit those two clutch three-pointers at the end. That really won us the game. I don't think we would have been able to Absolutely. stand a chance without those threes. But His experience is underrated. Yeah, and also I, I didn't realize this, um, but he is pretty capable passer as well yeah he always gets a couple assists and so him stretching the floor him being a little bit of a playmaker i think is a really good look for us and even like kessler didn't really play as many minutes um, to close out the game but kelly olenic kind of deserved that he was kind of on a roll and so we can kind of depending on the game throw out some different looks with with him or kessler or um some of those guards that we have right yeah absolutely yeah, I that final sequence was so exciting. Just the three by Clarkson was just Oh my so goodness. Mad. Your heart rate's pumping, right? <laughs> Cuz the Clippers answered back almost every time and so Yeah, well, and that was the thing when uh when Paul George just like walked up the floor and just walked right into that just clean three. I was like, oh my I was Lord. losing hope. At, my was heart like, rate was pumping at that point. Oh yeah. man, we're just we're just playing Paul George's game right now, but <laughs> but uh 
We're in his world. Little did we know it's Clarkson's world, and we're just living in it. So, Yeah, and he was kind of struggling for a lot of the game. He didn't really yeah. take as many shots and kind of letting other people go. Yeah. But doesn't matter. It's one the shot that matters, right? Absolutely. Um, Paul George had 36 points as well. I, I'll, I'll be honest. When I saw that, I thought that was fast. I didn't really remember all 36 of those points being oh, scored, yeah. but um, he definitely did. We saw former jazz man Russell Westbrook, of course. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, my goodness. I'm a big Russell Westbrook guy. I know a lot a lot of people aren't, but uh He's had some tussle tassels with some of our fans. So yeah, I think he always comes yeah. to Utah with a little bit of uh a little bit of a narrative. Does, yeah. <laughs> I think I actually think he looked really well. I know he didn't he wasn't like high scoring, but um I was really impressed with how he moved the ball around for them. Um, I'm glad he didn't do it a little better because we were He was but. fouling a lot as well. He was. He had a couple of fouls that were kind of just like. He's that high energy. High energy, right? Yeah. Just kind of happened. Yeah. Well, we got four games this week. So, yeah. We got a back-to-back as well. Sick of the season already. Um, I don't know if you saw, but all of these games are against some pretty talented teams. So Yeah, they are. We're, it's going to be a hard stretch, so we, we needed this win against the Clippers because um, we're going into a hard stretch. Um, yeah. So I guess you want to go into it? Yeah, well, uh, we start tonight with the Suns. What uh, are you thinking that's going to be a win or a loss? Um, I depends on if Devin Booker is going to be there. He was not in the lineup against the Lakers. Yeah, I noticed that. Um, I'm I'm going to say a loss. I I do have some confidence in that Suns team. Yeah, I don't I don't know what the the deal with Bradley Beal is either. I don't, it sounds like he's not playing anytime soon. But yeah, I I think that's probably the best offense in basketball. And uh, when they're healthy, yeah, and we saw what how we played against good offenses against the Kings. So, yeah, I I pay, I put that one as a loss as well. But I hope it's a good game. I think we can mm-hmm. we could surprise them a little. Uh, and then on Monday, we go to the defending champs, the Nuggets. What do you think about that one? I've got I got to put some. Riding here, so I put a W against the Nuggets. I think we can okay. come into Denver. Um, we match up good against uh, Jokic with Kessler. Um, ideally, I mean, no one matches up good against Jokic, <laughs> but at least Kessler is a good defender. As good as you can, yeah. And so I don't know. I think we catch them um, on their heels at home. We get the win. Okay, could be their first loss of the season. Yeah. Um, I said we're gonna lose that game. Um, from what I've seen from the Nuggets, I think that they're probably the best team in basketball right now. They're they're just really in the West or in the NBA. I just think in the NBA, in they're the just wow. They're I just even without Bruce Brown, the roster's so dynamic. And oh man, Julian Strother, yeah, the rookie. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe he could be something. That's true. And yeah, I don't know. That's probably hot takes. There's a lot of really good teams right now, but I just. Uh, they're a team that's rolling, and we're figuring ourselves out. So it might be. I, it's going to be a tough game for sure. I, yeah. I would say I don't know. I feel like the Celtics and Bucks are still looking super dominant. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. It's between those three teams, right? For sure. Um. Well, then we got Grizzlies on Wednesday, the mm-hmm. first half of a back-to-back, back at home as well. 
So we had Suns and Nuggets on the road. Now we're coming to back to Utah for a couple of home games. I don't know. I had I had this one as a loss. Mm, what you say that? Uh, I don't know. I feel like this Grizzlies team is still really talented with um, Jaron Jackson with Desmond Baines. They still got some good team, um, but I just know the Jazz will surprise you. They'll go out there and they'll win those hard games, and then they'll come home and they'll lose to like the Wizards <laughs> or something. So I. I just, I don't know. I had to have some variety, so I, I'd say a loss. But prove me wrong. I hope we win. I actually said this one could be a win. Uh, I think it'll be a very low-scoring game, though. I mean, they've got last year's Defensive Player of the Year, the year before's Defensive Player of the Year, Marcus right. Smart, and we've got this year's Defensive Player of the Year. Hey. Uh, and so I could see it being a very and Chris Dunn. game. Yeah, Chris Dunn. Defensive stopper. And uh, so I could see it being a really Really defensive game, but I think the Jazz squeak one out against them. A very close game. That's my prediction. I love it. I love it. All right, last game, second half of the back-to-back at home against the Magic on Thursday. Who you got? Okay, this might sound a little crazy, but I say we're going to lose that game. I kind of really like that Magic roster. I know they really haven't shown us anything, but... <clears throat> It seems like Markel Fultz is kind of coming back into at least to be a decent player. I know it's been a while. It's been all right, yeah. Uh, Same with Jonathan Isaac. And, uh, of course, they got Franz Wagner and Paolo Bencaro. So I think young team versus young team, I'd probably take their prospects over ours currently. But they are are 2-0 as well, but that's against Houston and Portland, so that's probably not something. Easy wins, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'd say I'd say a loss, but it'll be a good game. I think it's going to be a good game. I do. I have a W for this one. So we got some variety. We'll see who comes out with the better predictions at the end of the week. Um, I I really like um, just how we match up. We're at home as well. I know we usually have a pretty good home record compared to our away. Yeah. And so absolutely. they're going to come into Utah. They're going to hear all the noise, and they're not going to know what to do with it because they're they're young, right? And so. I got a W there. You're going to come to the top of the mountain, baby. I like how we have some variety. Last week we had the exact same predictions. Yeah. So. Yeah, we did. But, of course, we're always going to root for a jazz win. Even I'll, I'll put my predictions aside to say. We'll I mean, we can't season. predict a win every game. That's right. That's we, right. Had, we have to do a little bit of analysis. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, let's get into we, – we're going to start a new segment. Now that the season started, we have kind of done some player spotlights um, before the season started, but now we're going to do, we're going to award our player of the week each and every week throughout the NBA season. And so there was only two games for this week because we haven't watched the game tonight. Um, And so we'll go ahead. We'll both kind of give our player of the week. I have no idea who you picked. um, And we'll, we'll go ahead and say why we picked them as well. Yeah. So. I have John Collins. I I will say I think that uh, obviously Laurie played the best, but one the person I was most impressed with was John Collins. Fifteen and eleven against the Kings, and thirteen and twelve against the Clippers. Three offensive rebounds and five offensive rebounds. I think that that's the exact type of piece that the Jazz were missing. A guy that you know, just that like dog that gets rebounds and and you know can score in the paint and. Uh, 
And so even though like his numbers weren't crazy, I think that he's like finding his role in the jazz. And if that's just what he does in the first two games, I'm excited to see like what we're going to be 20 games down the road, you know? So I was really impressed with him. Who's yours? I love that. I've got somebody else. I okay. I think it could be easy to just pick Markinen every week. Yeah. <laughs> so of course he I think he had the best games, right? But I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna choose Jordan Clarkson as my player of the week. Fair enough. Um he had even though we lost against the Kings, he had a really good stat line with yeah, twenty four points. Good. He shot forty percent from three to two for five. Um so he, he still had a pretty good game and of course how can you not love that game winner that we saw last night from JC? So I've been really impressed with him, and he's also been passing the ball. Um, he's in the starting lineup getting lots of minutes, so he's taking advantage of that. He's trying to play his best basketball. So yeah, he's, Shout out to JC. I, I've been loving him. Yeah, Glad to see him still on our team. I thought he was going to leave this offseason. Yeah. If he hasn't already, he's cementing himself in jazz history. So, yeah, I don't know if you saw they they pulled up a graphic during the game of the top five jazz three point uh, leaders. I didn't see that. Say hi. Um, let's say maybe I I know the top five. Yeah. Um, do you think you could guess the who, top five. who's in the top five? Um, there's two players that have played in the past five years. Okay, I say Jeff Hornacek's probably on there. Is that right? I don't remember seeing his name. No? No. I guess CMB has a lot more threes now. Uh, maybe uh, double check. Definitely Donovan Mitchell's on there, probably. Donovan Mitchell's number two. It's number two. Clarkson's probably on there. I think he was number five. Uh, is Mehmet Oper on there? Um, I don't think so. Oh, he's actually one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He's number nine. Okay. Does Kyle Corver make an appearance on that? No, he didn't play enough seasons. Yeah. So you've got Donovan Mitchell two and Jordan Clarkson number five, but you're missing one four or one three and five. One three and five. One three and four. Man. Um best jazz one of the best jazz players of all time. Nineties. John Stockton? John Stockton. He's really? number three. He had eight hundred and forty five threes. You gotta remember he played he yeah. played he played, a long time. he played uh fifteen hundred games for the Jazz and so Dude, that's cr- <laughs> 800 that Steph Curry has that in like two and a half seasons that's insane and it's, but, it's just a different so he didn't game. shoot very many per game but just because of how long he was with the Jazz yeah. he's number three that's a long time to play yeah it's pretty impressive that's actually yeah so I'm missing one and five number one is a fan favorite he's not on the team anymore but he's still in the league it's not Gordon Hay- is it Gordon Hayward no, but he is. That's not what I was thinking of. But Gordon Hayward is number four. Number four. Oh man, I can think. Who is it? I can't think. It's Joe it. Ingles. Oh, of course. Oh, yes. Dude, I'm an idiot. Of course. Right. So okay. Joe Ingles is number one. I was actually. Um, I didn't realize that until they they showed that Joe Ingles has a thousand seventy one threes for the Jazz. Oh, or yeah. That makes sense. Five hundred games. Yeah. What a beast. Love that. We need to get him back before he retires. Yeah, for real. Retire in a Jazz jersey. Yeah. Uh, I guess some a little NBA news. We got the, well, not news, but just something we could talk about is the in-season tournament. Mm-hmm. Would, uh, give any, like, initial thoughts about, you know, go for the NBA back in the 
let's go ahead and just break it down to the listeners so they can okay. kind of understand what what the in-season tournament is because there's i was kind of looking at some of the webs like the articles about it and i didn't actually know very much i thought i knew how it worked but there's a there's a lot more details so let's kind of break it down so in-season tournament is basically like another trophy that the teams can win in the middle of the season Um, but all of the tournament games except for the championship game are just regular incorporated into the regular season and so the first part of it is the group stage so if you've watched I don't know if you tune into like Champions League or like um, soccer tournaments globally, but it's kind of similar. Yeah. If you've watched that, so college basketball's got that a lot too. Yeah. So it has like a group stage first, and then it has a knockout, kind of like FIBA as well. Yeah. Honestly, it's really similar to that. So the Jazz are in Group West A. So we've got the Grizzlies, the Suns, Lakers. Jazz and Trailblazers in our group. Um, so they kind of tried to balance it up based on our wins last year. So we just need to beat the Suns and the Lakers, and those are the best teams. So those are going to be some big games that we'll play. Um, and so every team will play all of their, their, I guess, group mates in their group, right? And the top teams from each group there's six groups will move on to the knockout round plus two wild cards from each conference and so either you got to be the top of your um, group or you got to be one of those wild cards and then it goes into like a uh eight man tournament bracket um for the winner and that's kind of how it works um so i guess initial thoughts do you think this is good for the nba um, I'm not a fan. It seems like kind of a cash grab by the NBA to me. Um, oh, that's bold. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, I just don't see like why the NBA is trying so hard to make the NBA more entertaining. Like, I just think real basketball fans already enjoyed watching the regular season. And like, at the end of the day, I just don't think anybody's going to care about like how many in season tournaments did this guy win or like, I'm sure ESPN will post a lot about it, but the rest Mm -hmm. of us probably won't care. So I don't know. I'm on the other side. I feel like um, a lot of people were skeptical about like the play in tournament Mm -hmm. um, with the playoffs. And I feel like that ended up giving us some really good games. Yeah. At the end of the season with win or go home. Right. Kind of gives you that March madness feel. And so I think at least the first couple seasons of this may not be as exciting because I don't think the players are going to be, really invested at the beginning but i could see this in the future as being kind of like a march madness type of atmosphere especially that knockout knockout part of that yeah um so i don't know i think it's a w for the nba it gives us something to look forward to i also feel like as a jazz fan like my hopes of an nba championship are are kind of far out and so maybe if we could get an nba cup that could give us some pride even if we don't get the championship that's true yeah um, and so, I don't know, I, f- I feel like it's going to take some time for players to ease into it and to kind of have it mean something to them. But I think it I think it will end up giving us some good games. Yeah, I, I could agree with that. Yeah, I think uh, it will definitely depend on how the players react to it. I mean, the NBA is already really struggling to get them to even play when they're supposed to play. <laughs> so if the players like lean into it, I, I think there's something like a cash prize for the winners. 
So maybe that would give them right. incentive to play. There's also, this is kind of small, but there's also uh, in-season tournament MVP oh, yeah. of the whole thing. And there's also an all-tournament team at the end as well. It's kind of like all-NBA, but all-tournament. So we'll, I'm sure when that comes, we'll be able to give our predictions or our takes on who, who ends up making the all-tournament team. But I don't know. I think it would be pretty good. Um, of course, I want to see our Jazz win it. Um, that's the main thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, do you hear about the? Uh, do you hear about James Harden? Uh, I actually I haven't heard too much. To maybe explain it. Yeah. So. Uh, so he requested a trade from the Sixers this off season, and there's been some rumors about them shopping him around. Sounded like Houston at one point was almost had a deal done. Clippers have offered some things, sounds like. And a uh, deal just hasn't been done. And the Sixers just kind of decided they're done chopping them around. Daryl Morey, of course. And uh, and so they said he's just going to have to come play. Well, he didn't show up training camp. Um, but he did show up the other day, and they didn't let him on to the plane to go to the game. And so... Uh, wild. I think personally, I think James Harden's a very smart guy. I think he knows exactly what he's doing because if he just wasn't showing up to training camp, then that, you know, he would have to pay back his salary and he'd have to do all these things. But now that he's pretending like he was willing to come back, not only do the Sixers have to pay him, but they also have to, like, you know, all these new rules about resting players. Now they have to answer for that. So, uh, Kind of a mad genius, even though I think he's quite the the tool when it comes to being on an NBA roster. But. Yeah, I don't know. We were talking about this on the way here. We just feel like James Harden's just kind of imploded like every team that he's been to. Yeah. Um, talking about like the Rockets, him showing up like yeah. to training camp, just not ready, right? Um, you kind of the Nets, how the Nets ended up blowing up when he got there, and now the Sixers, same thing. So I don't know if I'm like a team thinking about trading for James Harden. Mm-hmm. I, I just I'm, I'm not really willing to give very much up for him. No, um, and he's only got a one year deal, so he could just walk in the off yeah. season. So and and that's been the biggest problem with him is like he's not willing to play a different role on a team. Like there was a ringer that came out the other day that he had a deal done with the with Houston for like a max contract, but then he told I mean Doka that he wanted to win another scoring title, and I mean Doka was like down. So he didn't like mm-hmm. James Harden doesn't understand that like his role in the NBA is different than it was five years ago, and so yeah, I don't I don't know if he will end up anywhere. I I hope we're not done with James Harden basketball because he's a good player, but. James Harden is a curious case. (laughs) I have no idea what's going on on inside of his head sometimes. And really, we, I think there's a lot we don't know about like the situation with Daryl Morey. It's kind of been behind closed doors. And so it'll be interesting. Maybe in a couple of years, we'll see like really what happened. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I feel like he's going to show up to some of these games and just not be very good and. I feel bad for Sixers fans, but that just might be what this year is. Yeah, I, this might be a full hot takes today, but uh, I think that he cost 
Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, a ring that year. To be honest with you, I, yeah, I just think like they they looked really good. Kevin Durant was coming back from injury. Yeah, Jared Allen, Karis Levert, and just an overall really good roster. And then they just traded like eight players away so that they could get James Harden. It made no sense for the roster other than the fact that now they have three superstars. And so I don't know. Right. It's that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll kind of maybe keep updated with that situation throughout the season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess. Um, maybe just talk about local sports real fast. Yeah. We got BYU football playing Texas today. It's Texas today. It's going to be a tough game on the road. Yes, it will. I think uh, we've had Texas number in the past. So as a Kooks fan, I'm praying that uh, <laughs> I'm praying we can just make it competitive. I think yeah, I know. I think they were playing Houston last week. Yeah, that's right? yeah. Um, they Houston had a chance to win. Um, yeah. So I feel like we're not that much di- – um, Less, less or more talented than Houston. So I think if Houston could maybe win, then maybe we've got a shot. But te- I don't know. Texas is a great team. So if we see the, the Texas Tech BYU compared to the TCU BYU oh, before, don't mention think, that. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll have a pretty good game on our hands. You know, I don't know. I'm not going to predict a win. Hey, every, every time we get like a one handed catch in the game, we win. Yeah. Oh, so okay. yeah. we just need to get. Uh, Another one-handed catch from one of our other wide receivers. Absolutely. And I think it's Cody Epps' turn. Yeah, let's get it, Cody Epps. It's your turn, man. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, college basketball starting uh, next week, I think. Yeah, that would be exciting. Yeah. Lots of guys. DJ Wagner looks really nice for Kentucky. Um, I like Clayton, UConn. Oh, I remember a, him. I think he'd be a future jazz man at some point, hopefully. Yeah, for sure. Lots of guys to look out for this year. You got you got a team in NCAA basketball other than the the Cougars. Other than the Cougs. Uh I don't know. I was root for Baylor. I don't know why. I think there was one year yeah. there was one year I picked them to come out of my bracket and they did. So I've kinda of always just like like they've been my dogs ever since <laughs> you know, but uh the connection from March Madness. Yeah. But now they're conference foes, so I don't know. I don't know. That's kind of awkward, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of excited to see how the Cougs do this year. I think they've got a, an exciting roster, even though they're running into, you know, they're running into a house fire of the Big 12. Oh, yeah. Know. Big 12 looks a lot better in basketball they're than football. Insane. So. Yeah, they're insane. Also, I, I want to ask, I know, of course, we're big Jazz fans first, right? But do you have, like, a second NBA team that you kind of, like, follow a little bit? Hmm. Um. You know, I'm a big LeBron James fan. So I use oh, I use yeah, it for okay. LeBron James, which is really conflicting right now because it's the Lakers. Hey, they're in our uh, group for the season tournaments. You can't. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, and they've always just kind of been a net. I guess they're kind of natural rivals with everybody in the NBA. But and then I really love Giannis. I don't. And it's hard. It's hard to root against Giannis. I'm thinking. So I don't. I don't know if I really. Pay that close attention to either of those teams. Kind of more players than teams. Yeah, definitely. What about you, Jim? I I got the Bucks. Okay. I, I served my mission in Milwaukee, so oh, I right. I kind of have some ties to the Bucks. Of course, they're going to be good, right? So I'm kind of excited for them too. Yeah. But anyway, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. NBA season is. Yeah, you're rolling. We're going. Your man LeBron had a really good um, game against. Was it the Suns? Yeah, he did play well against the Suns. Yeah. They uh, did you see? 
I think the Lakers like mentioned that they're just going to have like a permanent minutes restriction on LeBron. Did you see that? I did not. He uh, like how many minutes? He played twenty nine minutes against the uh, the Suns. I know who they play the first game is it the Warriors? Oh no, the Nuggets. That's who it was. He played twenty nine minutes against the Nuggets and then twenty nine minutes against the Suns. And uh, Darvin Ham just said that 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 was kind of just going to be his minutes this year. Which makes sense. He's in year twenty-one. You can't like, he can't play forty minutes a night in his twenty-first year. Mm-hmm. But uh, it'll just be interesting to see. He's put up both good stat lines in both those games. So, yeah, I guess thirty minutes is the restriction. Is it? Oh yeah. Um, that's still pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, in the past, he's just like you said he's played forty-eight or however many he can play. Though they'll, they'll play him. Um, so probably smart on there. On their part, he wheeled them to victory against the Suns. Uh, no, he was doing so well, and he's getting to the paint, drawing fouls. K- KD was like their center. For like the end of the game, he couldn't do anything against LeBron. If you're a LeBron hater, I'll tell you, we're, we're not going to be able to watch this much longer to enjoy it while we have it. This is, whether you think he's the GOAT or not, he's one of the greatest players to ever pick up a basketball. I'd say I was a LeBron Heat hater. But yeah, me too. That's outside cool. of the Heat, I I. I don't mind LeBron. It's a good story. Yeah. For sure. All right. We'll go ahead and close out. We'll see you guys next week. Go ahead. Give us five stars. And I'm excited for this week of jazz basketball. Yeah. Go jazz. Take note.